0: this is so exciting this is my 50th episode of the show and I am in a very very good mood I'm going to be sharing with you some amazing confidence tips in today's episode so I hope you'll join me as I put the champagne on ice and celebrate the half century of the self-sabotage to success podcast This is the Self Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti self sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent, and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence, and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the self-sabotage to success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a self-sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive so thank you. Thank you so much for listening Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and I am so happy that you're joining me for this episode because it's a really special one. It's my 50th episode. I can't quite believe that I'm saying that But it's true. (laughs) And it's amazing to me because when I began this podcast back in September 2020, so we're not quite at a year. I've done a couple of bonus episodes here and there for you. But when I started this podcast, I just was thinking one week at a time. I wanted to be super consistent. I wanted to keep showing up. I wanted to create real value for my listeners. But I remember someone talking to me about how podcasts really do need bearing with and how they really do hit their stride between 50 and 100 episodes and I remember thinking what that is so far in the future that is so many weeks and months of recording and planning how will I get there And of course, the answer is the same as I tell my coaching clients, one step at a time. You know, just taking one step forward, showing up, being consistent, creating episode after episode after episode. And I would say from my end, it absolutely has got into flow. It's so easy for me to think of topics to talk to you about. I'm choosing today from a huge list of about 30 topics that I want to discuss with you guys over the next weeks and months. And so from my side of things, it definitely feels like I'm in that wonderful flow with my podcast. From your side, I appreciate every single listen and download. I have absolutely loved creating this content for you and even more so, I have loved the awesome conversations that have come out of it, whether that's in my inbox, on social media, with my lovely coaching clients who feedback on my episodes every week and it's really wonderful, or whether it's the amazing opportunities that come about because of the podcast, so being invited to speak at events with companies with charities and networks i have had the most incredible year so thank you for everyone not quite yeah i'm not even there yet at the year point so thank you everyone for listening and also thank you for everyone i know i say this every week for leaving reviews on apple podcasts because that really is absolute gold to podcasters. It really helps us get our message out there. And you know how passionate I am about the messages in this podcast. Now, I promise I'm about to start the episode in earnest in just a few seconds time. But before I do, I have noticed that my 50th episode also times in with my lovely mum's 70th birthday. So I couldn't let this go past without me wishing her an amazing day and thanking her for being the most awesome mum in the world. Indulge me for all my messages today, for celebrating the 50th episode and for celebrating my lovely mum and her 70th birthday. So for today's episode, for my 50th episode anniversary, I don't know quite what we'll call that, but it's a half century of podcast episodes and you can hear I am super excited about that. I want to give you a little gift I want to give you a boost a confidence boost and a mood lift and I want to talk to you about some of the confidence rituals you can use and that I typically share with my clients so If you've listened to this podcast since the beginning or for any length of time, you'll know that I'm not about short term fixes. I'm not about firefighting. I'm going to do an episode all about why I don't like firefighting when it comes to our mindset. You know, I really am passionate about deep coaching, about long term transformative relationships and mindset change, because when we really bed in and habitualize our mindset changes, that is when the absolute magic happens and we can change our life, transform our success stories and create an awesome future for ourselves. But having said all of that, sometimes we need a confidence boost, sometimes we need a pick-me-up and especially as purpose-led business owners when we might need to, in the phrase of one of my lovely clients, pull up our big girl pants, we might need something specific to boost us before we do those difficult things before we make those inroads into creating the opportunities for ourselves and sometimes we'd have to do stuff that feels a little bit scary especially to do with visibility or to do with risk we need to have that added dose of confidence So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about some confidence rituals. Firstly, about things you can do before an event. So before something that is difficult or demanding or maybe intimidating, how can you get yourself ready? And what can you do to create a really confident version of yourself? The next section of the podcast is going to be about how we can reboost ourselves after a potentially difficult or challenging event, after something didn't go the way we planned, what we can do to kind of re energize our confidence and recharge that confidence battery. So let's begin with the first part. What can you do prior to a Difficult event or something that you've got in the diary that is filling you with worry and concern. How can you prepare yourself for that? Because you know you have to do it. You know that there's no way past it. You've got to go through it. To quote the wonderful author Michael Rosen's Bear Hunt picture book, which is an absolute favourite in our house. So, when you need this boost, something to bear in mind. I'm going to give you some tips, but always bear in mind that you have the answers within you often and you may be able to think of different ways of boosting yourself, different ways of creating a confidence ritual prior to a challenging event. It might be that it's a public speaking event. It might be that you're going for funding. It might be that you're writing a difficult message or email and you're worried about sending it out into the ether because of the kickback that could come on you afterwards. One of the recommendations I give to my clients is to create something to create a brag book. And this can be in many different formats. It could be in a PowerPoint presentation, it could be in a folder on your phone, or it could be a more physical brag book. A photo album with pictures stuck in it, or as we are in 2021, maybe it is an ebook, a digital photo book that you've had printed out. Now, what's really important about the brag book, and I do encourage you to use a format actually where you can keep adding to it, is that you use it as a place to record all of the things that remind you of your awesomeness. Maybe it's a screenshot of an email where someone has thanked you for what you've done. Maybe it's a picture of another event that you were at which went amazingly and you felt on top of the world. Maybe it's a medal or something physically reminding you of an achievement. Maybe it's something really mundane, but that absolutely shows you that you have the tenacity every day to get up again and face the day, keep running your business, keep being a good friend, keep being kind to yourself. So maybe it's your favorite coffee cup, but something which reminds you of how well you're doing. The brag book approach is so helpful because it taps into that awesome power of, of remembering. And if you remember way back in the episode where I talked about the power of remembering, you might be able to recall, ironically, that we discussed how when we remember a positive event in our lives, we actually experience those same emotions. So if you can create a brag book, which makes you remember a time when you felt confident, when you felt on top of the world, when you felt valued, when you felt sure of your Skills and your talents, you will be able to invoke those very emotions in the present moment. Yes, they might be slightly diluted by the anxiety that you might be feeling around the next thing that you're about to tackle, but they can definitely take the edge off. And if not, they can transport you back to a time when you had those emotions and those feelings and those outcomes that you're trying to achieve in the present day. So I highly recommend a brag book. It's worth investing the time in it. It's worth setting aside and time blocking an hour in your working week in this week to create that brag book because you won't feel like you need it right now, but something may come up in the future where you will feel so grateful to have put that effort in, to have created something, to bring yourself into your best version of who you are and really where you recognize your own amazingness and can use that recognition to fuel you on the next step you're about to take. Now the next area I want to talk about in terms of what you can do to create this confidence ritual before a tricky event might seem a little bit strange. I want you to consider a self-care boost. Now self-care is not about quick fixes, it's not about squishing things into the edges of your time and your energy. But before something that is important to you where you want to be at your most confident, it really does help to inject a little dose of self-care into your day. So it might be that you do some yoga poses if you're into that. It might be that you have your favorite warm drink or cool drink depending on how the weather is where you are in the world. Or it might be that you take a walk that you factor in time for some fresh air before you sit in front of your computer or before you go into the office where you're going to be doing this challenging task. Making a diversion for your own headspace is so valuable when we are about to do something challenging and should never be looked upon as wasted time or as something which is going to detract from that sense that you should be cribbing and you know cramming and revising. Actually, we all know that from exams in the past, cramming and revising at the last minute often makes no difference whatsoever. And instead, having that moment with yourself where you remind yourself that you have this space and time that you can give yourself grace and do some self-care is incredibly valuable. The other thing which is linked to that is having some kind of self-compassion reminder. So maybe when you're looking through your brag book and you're building yourself up and reminding yourself through confidence reminders of how awesome you are, it's also worth giving yourself a heads up that this doesn't define your worth. Whether it goes well or badly, you are still worthy, you are enough, you are a fantastic person and you deserve to be kind to you regardless of what is happening outside of who you are and how you're feeling. Another element of the confidence ritual might be some kind of aid memoir. Now, as I said at the beginning, it really is personal to you what you add into your confidence ritual. And for me, it wouldn't involve any element of superstition or crystals or really essential oils. However, if those things are useful to you and if they remind you of what you're doing and have some kind of association with things that have gone well in the past, by all means bring them in. Or just use a simple aid memoir. So for example, you might have a bracelet that makes you think of a time when you felt confident. You might be wearing an outfit that is super comfortable and really makes you feel your best. That touches on something really important for our confidence. We need to feel physically good in our bodies. So that can incorporate things like our clothing. It might incorporate scents. So if you do enjoy a nice candle or an essential oil, if it makes you feel good, then it's really beneficial. We will also definitely need to feel fed and nourished. So make sure you've eaten something, make sure you've had plenty to drink, make sure you don't need the toilet, make sure all those basic needs have been met. And you might laugh and think, what a ridiculous suggestion. How will that make me feel more confident? But often we can forget those things. We can put ourselves at the bottom of the heap. And actually, when we prioritize thinking about our body Thinking about our mindset and setting ourselves up for the optimal level of confidence, it can be quite revealing. Things that we might just unintentionally have forgotten about, we can bring to the fore and make sure that we don't forget. I mentioned self-compassion reminders, and another element of a good confidence ritual can be to go through those mantras that I've talked about with you in the past. Again, your mantra is personal to you. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated, but it brings you back to that present aware state that you have got this, that you are, as I said before, you are worthy, etc. but also that you are talented and you are capable. So whatever mantras you like to use as part of your mindset habit stacking, as part of your daily thinking about your abilities, pop those into your confidence ritual. If you are struggling, if this feels really difficult, and especially the self-compassion piece and the mantra piece, then it might be time for us to have a chat. Because sometimes when I see clients at the beginning of their journey with me, they really struggle with anything connected to that self-love piece. Because for so many years, they have been habitually being unkind to themselves. They have listened to that negative inner voice for too long and it takes a while to undo some of those tricky blocks. If you want to book a self-sabotage breakthrough call, you will find the link as ever in the show notes or you can go to bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call. So next I want to talk about what we do after something happens that maybe didn't go the way we planned it to go. How do we rebuild our confidence? Well, a lot of the things that I talked about in the pre-event section are still valid because that's how you bolster your mindset. You remind yourself to be self-compassionate. You can go back through mantras that remind you of your awesomeness and your talents. Another thing that's really important post and difficult event is to process the stress that might have come up. I'm just reading an amazing book called Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, and it talks about the need to close out the stress cycle so that when something unpleasant happens to us, we need to let our bodies and our brains know that it happened. So a really important part here is that you recognize and allow yourself to feel those emotions and that perhaps you do something physical to tell your body that you're now safe. They talk about it in the context of running away from a lion and then being saved by the villagers and the lion being slain. That doesn't happen often in stressful situations in the modern world and we can end up holding on to that stress and really allowing it to upset us for a longer period of time. So by all means, allow yourself to feel and process the disappointment, the upset, the sadness, the anger, the frustration, whatever emotion comes up in that time. And then the next thing you can do is approach the situation from a position of how can I learn about this? rather than, how can I beat myself up about this? And that really involves finding that evidence that you tried, that you did well, that you achieved in some ways, that some things maybe were out of your control, but reframing that disappointment and that sense of failure or not having handled something so well as part of your journey and part of that embracing of difficult situations in Glennon Doyle's words, we can do hard things. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this, my 50th episode that I am so proud of. And I hope that I've given you some really actionable, useful tips about managing your own confidence rituals and really creating space for yourself to excel in difficult situations and to also bounce back when things don't come, don't happen in quite the way that you would have ideally wanted them to. Before I go, I just wanted to reiterate that for me, the most important thing with mindset work is that we see it as a journey, as an ongoing long-term solution and as an investment really in our own happiness and progress as purpose-led human beings and purpose-led business owners. So Well, there's use in these confidence rituals. The best way that you can invest in your mindset is by committing to helping it and working on it every single day. You know where to find me if you'd like to talk about us working together. And you know where to find me if you are wanting to listen to next week's episode. I'm here every Wednesday. The episode drops shortly after midnight UK time and I will be back with more fascinating chats on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am championing you as ever and I will speak to you very soon. Bye for now.